It's Laura Desiree. And Romy Rain. And you're listening to... A Mouthful with Laura and Romy. It's a whole big mouthful. Mm. Tree. Episode tree. Tree. The nature episode. Our non-monogamy, infidelity, casual, sex-shaming, promiscuality, adult life. Every- yes. Easy little Look, topic. It's it's a, an incredibly easy topic, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the way that I see it personally, mm-hmm. is like there's no denying with the rise of hookup apps, dating websites, casual encounter websites, even the public accessed porn out there. There's no denying we are more casual sex crazed than ever before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, well, we've always been incredibly sexual beings. But now with social media, especially, there's no hiding your freak flag anymore. And there you have such access to any kind of like pornography or dirty pictures on the planet. And in a way, there's more acceptance and we're kind of supporting each other more often when it comes to pursuing more casual or disposable sex. I think so, too. I mean, it's not cool to slut shame anymore, no. at least not publicly. No, I mean, I can't imagine uh, the generations before ours because, you know, we weren't supporting each other in those decisions. Like, I find myself all the time saying to a girlfriend, good, good for you. Go get it. Yeah. Or even a guy friend being like, hey, good for you. Casual sex, whatever. I mean, there's responsibilities there that yes. are obviously there's, you know, the health responsibilities. Make sure that, you know, you're not giving anyone anything and you're not getting anything. So get tested. Completely. But I think that there's a, a, a lack in some of the social and emotional communication etiquette. Yes. With casual hookup culture. Yeah. You know, like we're not. It's easy in this exciting time, this exciting, fresh perspective of how we, you know, have sex with each other. And it mm-hmm. can be a one night stand. And, you know, even that isn't as negative a connotation as it used to be. You know, I think there yeah. is a responsibility that we're kind of missing, and that comes to the aftercare. Think about the concept of, like, Tinder, though. Like, yeah. no one would have thought that was a thing, like, five, ten years ago. But now it really is you can, like, swipe left and right to go find somebody within a five-mile radius to have sex with. You can have walking distance. It'll tell you where they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's incredible. So, like, it's hard to decide what's the plus and yeah. what's the the negative in seeing this happen yeah. to humans to our society like I want to say it's the best thing ever yes it's incredible that you know everybody is more sexually free and there's really not nearly as many like poo-pooing like who cares like if you know you want to suck a dick or you want to lick some pussy I think like the only real issue nowadays is is that you know safety like STDs Mm. unfortunately are like still happening they're still like a topic that people don't like to talk about but at the same time it shouldn't be a fear monster thing that scares people away from sex like how normal sex ed is when for kids and in school right now like oh don't have sex or you're gonna get an STD you're gonna get pregnant you're gonna die and that's not really how sex works no and and, but there's so much missing that I think you know needs to be included when we talk about being the most responsible sexual adults that we can be and that's also the emotional etiquette oh completely after an experience like that Mm -hmm. it's not yes you have to go ahead and pursue and date that person but I think that there does need to be uh, a a moment of like slow dissolve between your knowing each other if you are just looking at it as a disposable one night encounter it's just the thing 
to leave both parties feeling good about it, there needs to be a bit of that farewell. Completely. Communication is key, people. And there's nothing wrong with exploring your sexuality. Like, how are you going to know if you're into something until you try it? Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I Mm. think I think you have to. I think. And if you don't, the, the problem is no matter what, if you don't explore and see what you're into and like have your time, you're going to eventually feel repressed. Absolutely. And it's going to bother you 20 years from now. And that sits in your body like a toxin. Mm -hmm. It really does. It brews some of the angriest, most miserable people that we've ever known. And some of the sickest people, I'm convinced it's where cancer comes from. Seriously. Holding in a repression like that, I think, is what creates diseases in our bodies. I I completely believe it. And we're so hung up, or especially some cultures and certain people and certain religions. Like, you're brought up with the idea of shame for either experimenting experimenting or uh, homosexuality mm-hmm. or anything in between. So like they're like are people middle age like cheating on their husbands and wives living secret lives like is it better to live a secret life or to experiment when you're in your college age? Well, and, and here's where uh, this is this is it you got all these new rules mm. uh, of this new world that you don't know we're in this new world of casual mm. non-monogamy um, promiscuous sexual adults yes but we are so new to it in a way because we haven't been so public about it or supportive or even like rallying for it in our friend groups like this before I mean I'm sure there have been some instances in some fabulous friend groups over the years and swingers and you know the the free love and and flower power of the 60s but but we don't know the rules of how to keep everybody happy and safe at this point Mm -hmm. you do have a lot of individuals in committed relationships saying I just just I can't I can't take it anymore sometimes they can't even explain it mm-hmm. but we're venturing into you know permitting ourselves to try some of these affairs some of these experiences yeah is it a bad thing I don't and see and I I understand like even in that like aspect too that I don't think that sex is always tied to love and an emotional connection I think you can love one person but maybe want to fuck somebody else so there really is that that aspect too that like I mean I, I believe that you can want to go home to a certain person but god damn maybe you love orgies yeah. but you don't want to live in an orgy lifestyle every single day of your life and right. maybe you don't want to be poly but the thought of not ever like sleeping with a group of people again is just not yeah. something you're okay with so it's a very you have to explore those sides of yourself you have to let yours or else he's just gonna fuck a bunch of people in a basement one day and it'll it'll just happen to you it might yeah. not be the best experience either because we're talking about all those pent-up hesitations of the past yeah is fidelity an absolute obsolete idea today do you think monogamy is a social construct <laughs> absolutely i kind of do yeah I just, don't, I just don't think monogamy is natural yeah to human beings at all we are self-aware we see our reflection in a pond and we go that's me like we're aware of that we think about things internally we're very influenced by what's happening in the world around us and the the stories that we hear from people in our you know close-knit circle or even things that we see happening to other people that we never meet in our lives we're very impressionable yes I don't believe that it's in our nature 
to be monogamous with one person and expect them to fulfill all of our changing demands as we grow. That's a lot to put on a person. And then there's like that interesting saying, we chatted about this a little bit before, but like, do you believe in the idea that somebody is only as loyal as their options? It's like how like uh, a celebrity, especially like a male athlete, always like kind of gets a pass because of course he's like he's going to cheat. All these women are throwing themselves at them. Oh, my God. So it's like, do you is do you think that's like a legit excuse? I just think that that's our our nature. That's anyway, no matter what. Regardless. I I mean, I agree more with that. Yeah. Depending on where you let this fantasy or wandering eye develop in the mind, mm. does it become an action? Does it become something that you actually, you know, act out? You find an affair to have? Or mm. is it just something you think about? I mean, it's all human. It's human yes. for us to even have that birth point of, I'm I'm curious about what it's going to be like to be with someone else. That's true. And you can't turn that off. How do you turn off being a physically attracted to somebody? Correct. I mean, look, I've preached about Sex at Dawn, Christopher Ryan. It's one of the most incredible books of this thing we call life. What's the synopsis? Of this thing we call it. It's just, it's a study of uh, prehistoric civilizations all the way through to the way that we connect with each other today sexually Mm. and uh, how much monogamy is something that is uh, achievable for a happy and purposeful life experience for humans. Is it in our nature to be monogamous or not? And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some incredible chapters with many different looks at these uh, different cultures that came up as prehistoric civilizations, whether they're in South America or found in Africa, where there's this ideology that, you know, in order for a woman to conceive a child, Mm. she has to have sex with the community. It doesn't even have to. It's something, it's a contribution that the men of the community make. So all of them for lack of better words, blow their load in her. Yeah. And, you know, all of that puts together a well-rounded human being. Then when this child is then birthed, it becomes a child to be raised by the village. So they're all like the father in a way. They you all know, take and, responsibility. And think about it. You don't really, there's no, Maury wasn't around back then to do those paternity tests. <laughs> you know, right. like you don't really know whose seed that was. Mm-hmm. But I've been fascinated with that idea because Imagine putting that responsibility on a group of people yes. to be the ones that raise and bring up a young person as opposed to just these nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. I am so George W. Bush right now. <laughs> these small family, you know, um, restricted units where yeah. we raise our families in our homes to understand sex and the world around us the way that they see it. No, it's so true. Oh, my God. It would really open up a lot of children's eyes as well right. and not just be like locked down to this one frame of thinking. Yeah. And then also, too, like the first thing that came to my mind when you were saying that is like uh, we were joking about the the marriage story movie mm. which is very interesting and I remember there was a, this one part where they were fighting and she's like because they have a kid together it's like mm. oh my god I can't believe I have to know you forever yes. because they have the kid together yes. but like imagine like if there was actually this community thing it was another way that you didn't feel stuck with right. somebody forever because even that like the being with somebody forever well, no the, matter okay. what and and I've heard so many different uh, sex experts and mm. um, sex Sex education speakers talk about the mental prison mm. that we exist in, the torture that we 
put ourselves through sometimes to stay monogamous. Yes. Yeah. I, that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's some prisoner of war shit to me, you know, like. And it's bad on both sides. I mean, I know I've seen like relationships where, you know, one person like wants to break up with the other person, but it's too hard and they feel bad about it. So they stay in a relationship for longer half heartedly, which is so cruel to the other person. Entirely. Too. Entirely. So it's like, come on, man. Like you see like relationships that would they're like they're breaking up for years. And then where does it get to like, you know, people get a lot more upset if you're wasting mm. their time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No shit. And and we I've, we've said that. How many times do you hear someone say I gave them the best years of my life? Yeah. You yeah. Know? But in a way, don't you kind of doesn't it force you to kind of think, well, maybe affairs are healthy. Kind of, yeah. Like, how do you really know? Is it better just to like kind of sit there bored? I mean, they're they're dangerous. They hurt people's feelings, and yet it's the lying, isn't it? Though it's the, the lying that's, about it's always the, the betrayal. It's the betrayal yes. that the other partner feels about the trust. But yeah. at the same time, I have talked to so many friends that speak of this unique bliss this state of bliss in the the thrill of an affair yeah ooh, yeah it reinvigorates them you hear that, that newness all the time mm. and sometimes it is a fleeting affair where they're able to just have you know maybe a couple experiences with another sexual partner and then yeah. it just it doesn't work out because it's not realistic because they're in a relationship already so they go back to their partner but they have this newfound excitement yeah for being intimate for being closely connected like in a way is it not a healthy move to potentially seek one out if you're feeling that restricted imprisoned mm-hmm. and limited to to you know, being intimate and sexual and feeling those feelings with your partner. And I mean, I agree that de- definitely, especially if you're feeling like trapped and you can't connect with this person and you're not feeling that same passion. And that's usually what people end up falling into is like, okay, like I'm comfortable with this person. Like we eat great meals together and we mm-hmm. can sleep in the same bed mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to stab me when I'm sleeping, but I don't have any desire to like fuck them in the morning or at night. Right. But it's like, what is a relationship? relationship without passion like a a relationship without sex though is a friendship unfortunately absolutely so I think people just kind of need to admit to themselves like what kind of relationships that they're in at this point I I think we get very dependent on this feedback loop of expectations Mm -hmm. in our life because it's so much more um, predictable than perhaps taking the risk of doing something that might be scary but makes you happy yeah Uh, you know it's very easy to wake up saying I know how this day is gonna go yeah it's gonna suck we're not gonna Mm -hmm. connect Um, we're gonna go to bed not feeling close to each other and then we'll wake up and maybe say good morning and you just say yeah. I know this routine so much better than I know the one that says oh maybe I brought something up to my partner yeah. maybe I I you know pursued something outside of the relationship maybe like that's scary stuff whether it is a confrontation with your partner about not being happy or it is you know um, motivating yourself to go out and have that out of relationship affair. Yeah, I mean, most people can't even admit to their partner like what kind of porn they like to watch, what their sexual fantasies really are. Okay, so this is one that really drives me crazy Mm. is that I've heard it before. Okay, I don't want to say a lot because I've tried to just kick these people out of my social circle, but Mm -hmm. I have heard in the past that some partners feel that their partner or some some women feel that their partner watching porn Mm. is cheating. 
Uh, no, I don't see. I don't agree with that. I mean, I've heard people say uh, in the terms of webcamming, I've heard some people say like, well, if he's talking to an actual another person, then I feel like that can be emotionally cheating. But if somebody's literally just watching a porn movie, yeah, I, I think that's that's far from that's just fantasy. That's just masturbation. Usually, you know, that's almost the caliber of like a woman just fantasizing about something. Yeah, so you're going to take away my erotic novels. How dare you? No, exactly. So is don't that, touch those. Is that the same realm so if somebody right. said hey you reading this was like a friends episode i think yeah. like oh you read dirty books like right. do you consider that porn like would, would you take that if like a man was insecure that you were reading like uh, erotic novels yes. about big strong men <laughs> you're mentally escaping to another place to conjure arousal how dare you right you know, I, I should mean, be your only source of arousal ever. In fact, it gives you so many more devices if you do it through reading an erotic novel, people. Actually. May I just advise you on this and let you know that building your own visuals will work wonders in getting off. It'll take yeah. you to deeper places. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love my old faithful porn. Yeah. I, I mean, love watching porn. It, I think it, it helps. I mean, I think you almost just have to be in the same wavelength as your partner because that almost goes into the, the same side of like, oh, well, using toys is cheating i would never use toys in I've the heard bedroom. That. i've heard that i've heard that too i've, I've heard, heard people that. and i've heard guys being very insecure if a girl wanted to introduce toys even if they were a couple's toys uh but i think that it goes into like the insecurity part though of thinking yeah. that he's not satisfying I know, but her. then you know they have to deal with maybe hearing her orgasm at a different sound mm, like something he's not more. able to help her achieve but you know it's a more intense exactly and i think ultimately if you're a pleasure-seeking adult and you require another person for your pleasure then you have to understand that they're a pleasure seeking adult too yeah. and you know how dare you if they're doing something to seek out and achieve that pleasure exactly in the bedroom you especially know especially if it's in the bedroom toys, with you yeah extra toys and whatnot all those things it should never be a threat yes. to the ability that you guys you know can can pleasure each other I mean, honestly, it's it's an enhancer. It's, yes. You should be applauding each other for maybe trying these other sensations or, you know, incorporating them because ultimately it, it focuses on bringing new elements to the bedroom. I mean, yeah. there are people that like live a life that need to have their vibrator while they're being fucked by their husband. And yes, and, you know, I know a lot of those people. And hey, yeah. it can help. It can be great. Totally. I mean, especially if like you're both in it to win it together. I mean, as long as maybe they're not staring at the porn instead of you, because I've heard of that happening too or like they're really like they're looking over the person That's that so they're funny. having sex with to watch the movie I've, I've never had that but <laughs> I was dating a guy in New York City and I remember him doing me doggy style so we could both watch the Yankees game <laughs> and that was fucked up to me but he was such a diehard Yankees fan and this was like you had the good lineup too and motherfucker you had all the hot ones Mariano Rivera okay. Alex Rodriguez you know like it was like the sexy was lineup Jeter still there Jeter was fucking raining all down right. King even CC Sabathia, the big motherfucker, gorgeous guy. You could have a fantasy about any of those boys in pinstripes. Okay. So the two of us, you know, had to face the TV, and it was, it was weird. But at the same time, like I was happy. But so many people often, you know, would be watching yeah. porn in that place. But that's actually interesting. I kind of, I kind of like that. If you guys were on the same page with that, is totally. are you a fan of the Yankees? Did that I was, help you I at was all? those years okay. really hardcore. The I actually nice really slot. got into it, you know, because it was moments that our sex was always the most intense. Was mm -hmm. either when a game was on or they had just won. 
won or even mm. if they did you know if they lost which never happens they're the Yankees mm. um, you know it was always it always intensified any of the interactions we'd have yes. so it was very much you know a part of my falling in love with the Yankees and mm. you know I, I just I had great memories of that I love a good a sports fan and he could have been mentally way. cheating with me on you know he was looking at the Yankees too hard she, whatever that's fine I'm totally here for it I'm not a jealous person in that sense no exactly I mean he is fucking you yeah. so I mean that's like a great way to look at I'm it just yeah that to me I'm not I'm not a jealous person in that sense yeah. what would you ever consider yourself wanting or yearning or desiring to be in a fully monogamous relationship is that any of your plans in life I mean, no. In all honesty, I was I joke that like, it, especially in like the industry where you're creating content, like the best situation dating would be somebody that's like a, a stunt cock mm-hmm. in the best possible way. Totally. That was just like is your stunt cock on command, on call, and then like whenever you wanted to shoot something, you just like work with him and like put all that out there, and you guys like keep the money. And especially if he wasn't really like in the same exact business right. with you, and he was like on your shit with you. So in in my mind. The, the business strategy of it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but he would have to be very okay with my business. Absolutely. He would almost have to be a borderline contributor in that sense, but without being jealous, without being controlling. Yeah. And it's a tall order. It is a tall That's order. It's a tall order. So, so Six no. feet and over only. Thank you. And then monogamous. <laughs> like, I, I don't count, like, yeah. you know, women. I'm going to still fuck women, though. Like, That's just it. And a lot of, yeah. Guys I love, get jealous with that. I love that, though, because a lot of the times... Uh, there are a lot of straight dudes out there that are like, oh, yeah, that's 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 cool if, you know, she, you know, has a little fling with a little girlfriend or whatever. Mm. If that, and sometimes they fantasize about yeah. it. But it's like, don't take away the legitimacy that they could be in a relationship. Yeah. They could very easily be finding their way into a relationship that usurps yours, dude. No, it's true. You know? And maybe they actually, you know, like, and they're not including you in the fantasy right. sometimes. Because the guy's always I'm like, oh, yeah, she likes girls. That means I, we're going to pump threesomes, I know right? a lot of women that have left relationships with their husbands, boyfriends, because... They've they've realized yeah. through you know a friendship yeah. that became a little bit more intimate that they are lesbian. Yeah, you know. I mean, and just you know, who knows? I just definitely believe in like the experimentation. We talked about this a little bit on a different episode that I just don't believe in the concept of one person for anybody. I think there's so many people in the world. We change. Yeah, and we grow. And I mean, look. Every seven years, every cell in your body turns over. We aren't even the same physical beings throughout our life. How the fuck can we make these demands that we're going to, you know, want one person to meet everything that we're going to need in this life as we change, we grow, our experiences shape us. Like, it's just not... It's not a reality. Like, I feel like that's such a basic. It's Yeah, it seems illogical. Come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's lovely when you're having a good time with someone. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you can both understand that, you know, hey, I'm going to be developing yeah. throughout my life. And I might have some interests that you're welcome to join me in, whether that means a sexual fantasy or some kind of encounter yeah. or that means something else. You know, like I might start I might shave my head. I might whatever. like, yeah, you need your partner to know that you're going to be going through changes completely like this is fun for now let's see where it goes and like, here's the hard pill to swallow mm. if you care you need to expect that from them too yes you know honesty is the best policy but at the same time I think a lot of people including guys because I know guys like this that uh, they love GFE 
Yeah. They love girlfriend experience. Wow. And so many of them have girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes like what they'll end up doing is like, no, no, no. So they'll they'll tell girls like, no, no, no we're just chilling. We're just fuck buddies. But I'm like, dude, you can't hold their hands for three days straight. That's a, you can't cuddle all night long and a, like text them for days and days. And then once they leave you, like ghost them. They're like they're gonna have expectations. Like they're gonna be. You has gotta that, be very direct. Has that happened direct. to you before? Not necessarily to me, but I mean, especially in the industry. Yeah. Like that happens a lot. You know, especially like everybody's kind of playing around, screwing around. I've had fuck buddies actually. Well, actually, yeah, maybe I'm lying. I've had fuck buddies in the industry that have kind of like we're super chill and like we're hanging out, we're fucking, we're both super single, having a great time. Yeah. Uh, and like, all right, I'll see you in a couple days. Like, and then like two days later, they're like in a committed loving relationship on I'm like okay like how are you supposed where did to that feel? happen is it because the sex was so casual that they think they can escape the 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 emotions that you know come with a long-term relationship because think, honey they're still there oh yeah I think they just want to you know have their cake and eat it too so I know yeah. you know so I mean like in most situations like you're and when you're single and you're not really doing anything wrong either it's like you're gonna kind of stretch out a good time until mm-hmm. you can anymore so if you have fuck buddies and shit like you know a lot of smart guys are gonna fuck their fuck buddies right up until they have that like conversation with their new girl about when oh, are som- we please, sometimes are we after. changing our Facebook status so like right. when, once they get to the changing of the Facebook status then they have to like suddenly not talk to people to a certain extent anymore and trust me I always know when certain people are single again because I'll get that text like hey oh my God. how you doing Isn't that been thinking one? about you do you yeah. want to hang out sometime and they have no interest really to funny. investigate what situations you might be in your life but that's that selfish desperation of it when you're of free is. again and you're like oh and my hey, god I get it I've been there too like, Absolutely. Hey, and like, you know, you don't always check to see is that person even maybe potentially in something? You also don't approach yeah. it like that either. You're just like, hey, so I'm back. Yeah. No, I know. You people know? text very differently when they're single and in a relationship, too. So mm-hmm. you can always tell when like uh, a friends with benefits situation or yes. an old fling yes. like is in an up and down situation. Yeah. Oh, but I have a question for you then. Bring it. Um, okay. So you were saying earlier about like how like you have to talk to people a certain way and like have that distance right after you have some great sex what's the best way to do that that is it's probably the greatest challenge in honestly in casual sex yeah is that departure so you have a great orgasm you know fucking we are basking in the afterglow what happens now it would be human you know the human reaction in that moment is that yeah you're enjoying your time, so sometimes you want a little more of that time together. Mm. You know? Are you a cuddler? I'm a big cuddler, and oh. cuddling is dangerous. Yes, it can be. But it's like, how can you not expect another person to be left with feelings after you exchange something as intimate as sex? And maybe I put That's it true. on a pedestal a little bit. Maybe I'm like, oh my God, sex is so powerful and I wish I could just make it disposable. But like, yeah. I also have made it disposable multiple times and mm. I can do that. But there is, you know, those days, those weeks, those, you yeah. know, certain songs playing on the radio moments where yes. it, you get the pang in the heart and you go, ow, mm. you know, we kind of had something. Yeah. I thought we had something. Like th- that sex was good. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you guys spent like a lot of time pre or post together. Right. It does matter. Did you guys go out for drinks and That's dancing right. all night? Were you spooning until the morning light? Like, like fuck buddies is a great avoiding title. It's like mm-hmm. when someone says that, like we're fuck buddies, you yeah. know, like you realize 
That could mean anything, though. But they're they're going to be writing you off as a potential to be in a relationship with. It's I find always. that's well, I find that you know it's very difficult to rewrite that. Oh, for sure. Because you've set it up as something that's disposable. We're not going to get deep. We're not going to catch feelings. Well, I feel like they do that so they don't have to put a title on it. So whenever they decide to put a title on it, then it's a thing. Even like the but even the whole we talk about being uh, no opinion is an opinion. Even the no label is a label in and of itself mm-hmm. you're kind, you're saying some you're leaving it open because it could be anything it could be absolutely nothing it could be absolutely anything but it depends on who they are talking to i think look after you've had a fuck buddy encounter mm-hmm. and it's all going great and you don't text each other for a little while mm-hmm. you know that both sides of that oh yeah it comes to their mind yeah they do think about it. That's just a human. That's a human fact. And you get those 10 p.m. texts. No, I, don't I agree. Care how stone cold you are, like whether or not you act on it and send a text or not, mm-hmm. you would have to be a sociopath to not think about it or have it come flashing back into your mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I very fondly look back at some fuck buddy situation. You can have a really healthy like friends with benefits situation, too. Like some of my best sexual encounters like have been with friends with benefits, but mm-hmm. it's very respectful. You text, hey, how you doing? You want to hang out? And then you hang out and yeah. you fuck for hours, give each other like hugs and high fives and like go on your way. Like that's a beautiful, great little situation. Man, I, I wish they were all like that because that Me sounds too. fantastic. They're so rare to find that way, but instead you get a lot of like you know the games you get a lot of like push pull because honestly everybody loves attention and people want to feel wanted that's why I think like a lot of guys they love most guys love GFE they love the girlfriend experience not always the act of having like to give a shit about and listen to like a girl they they don't want to have to be the partner okay. yeah 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 they don't have Comes to want with a lot of motherfucking you know headaches well they want to have to answer to you oh my god that's the whole thing it's like come on let me be me i can do what i want but then once you cross that threshold then it like it matters what they do and say because it affects you now yeah. but but every guy wants to feel loved and nurtured and mothered with their head padded and do you want can i help you head with them? Do you want something honestly that shit. yeah that. i've had more guys want to cuddle with me than vice versa but maybe i'm just not a cuddler yeah, you're not looking to like shack up and be a one one man kind of woman. Well, also too, because like cuddling feels very restrictive, and I think like it throws those these alarm bells in my mind too of like being held like and like restrictive. Cuddling, would you, cuddling's cheating, right? Uh, I mean, it depends what you're doing. But I mean, oh, I hate it, though, because like they restrain you all night long and like, sorry for my ASMR fans, but like they're in your ear and it's like they're always at this point in your ear and then it's just. <laughs> yeah that i fucking hate that it makes me hate somebody so fast when well, they make a loud sound in my ear right they're they're being like completely themselves in that yeah, moment let's ew. be honest well it's not always a pretty thing ah then let me the fuck go <laughs> yeah sometimes they fart under the sheets and you're like wow really but you know it's it's also kind of adorable when that person just lets go and is i see but i'm a romantic yeah you, yeah no, you know lovely. me i'm a hardcore I love romantic that about you though i honestly I, do i i think it's a fucking great you know invigorating thing i live for that that thrill of romance and you know what like mm. i'm sure that's why a lot of people cheat pursue affairs you know like i've been on both sides of it and it's oh man it is such a are you willing to talk about that of course yeah yeah yeah. have you ever cheated i've cheated yeah interesting i've cheated and i don't i don't feel it really makes you feel well it really makes you feel awful oh did you feel bad 
Yeah, and I had to own up to it. Really? I had to own up to it. It was, you know, a moment in a relationship that I really cared about, and I didn't have a great explanation as to why it happened. It was like, I couldn't explain it. It happened, and I immediately realized how much it destroyed that other person. Oh, I mean, you see a, an atomic bomb go off in their chest, mm. you know, and the and then they collapse. Oh, they Jesus. collapse, and you you want them to say something, but people yeah. don't have words in that moment because if it is a relationship that's you know been really invested in, yeah, over the years, it is that crushing. It's gonna hurt, you know. And so, my best advice and what worked for me because mm. I ended up actually making it work with that person yeah. after that, like we healed the relationship. Interesting. Which is not easy, but like uh, my advice is to first of all let that partner grieve. Mm. And don't interrupt them or press them for decisions. Because immediately when you own up to being the cheater, your fear a lot of the time is, oh, my God, please just don't dump me. I'm so sorry. It was a mistake and it'll never happen again. And I'm so, 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 so sorry. And like, because a lot of the times that's how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. Look, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are a lot of bad bitches that are like, I had that affair and but I'm leaving shitty. your ass. Then that's a, that's kind of cruel. But that's just it is yeah. that, you know, the reality is a lot of affairs happen and when you have to own up to them, mm-hmm. it's very it's very challenging for the relationship to come back. Duh. Yeah. You have to be completely open about your whereabouts. You open communication more than ever before. Oof. I mean, that's kind of is that. So how was it after the cheating, starting the relationship again? Did you really feel like you had to earn his trust back? Yeah. Did he, did he ever fully trust you again? Yeah. Well, I I felt almost like a kindergartner that would get a gold star on a good day. So if I knew that I reported on my day. And that is a bit of the mental prison of it, but it's the guilt. Yeah. I knew that if I reported every day what I had done and how my day went and up to the minute facts, I could start gaining that trust back. Yeah. And I did get a little bit crazy with it because, mm. you know, I, I like to punish myself mm. for making people feel bad all the time. Masochist. I guess. I know. Human fact here. Mm. Um, so I, I like I said, I would get that gold star every day and little by little we would build that trust back. Yeah. You Do you know? believe it can ever be? fully repaired if it's broken i think it it's a character revealing moment Mm, mm, where you have to accept that in the person you're with Mm, controversial question would you would you have done it again was it was it good was it a good night the cheating absolutely yeah i mean and i know that that's hard for people to listen to no but that's reality But the reality is is like that was something that was invigorating Mm. that was something that made me feel seen made me feel desired for made me feel alive in that moment um when I'd been having you know a hard time communicating with the partner I was with yeah I'd been having a really difficult time feeling intimate Mm. feeling seen and wanted yeah yeah that is a real thing we have. People want to feel wanted. They need it. They yeah. need it. Mm-hmm. And even on that deep level of sexual desire, mm-hmm. yes. people need that. That's the real primal shit. 
and it makes you very present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very like healing and and natural longing in life is to feel present because in the present moment, you know, you you kind of you contribute to your life entirely when you're in that moment presently. You make decisions that you've thought about. I mean, it's funny because people would say affairs are impulsive and they are sometimes, but they force you to be very present. Mm -hmm. Okay, whether it is to continue concealing that affair or to decide what you're doing in that affair. Mm. You know, there's there is a benefit that way. Yeah. And it's forced myself and my partner who survived and healed through this this experience it forced us to talk more wow how long were you together after that happened do you stay here for a while wow yeah interesting yeah so you really did like heal and develop and grow and move on that is very possible too yeah i mean is it ever as deep as i would have you know required from a partner Mm mm-hmm Man, that's a tough one. After you, you know, after you do that to them, can you expect them to ever want to go the distance with you? Well, I would say real love will, you know, power through that. I mean, it can. I believe. I mean that. But then that's also on them. Like, how much can they handle? How much can they take? Are they really willing to grow and learn? People say that, too. It's like you want to be with somebody through thick and thin. But how often do people really stay together through hard times? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's why I always want to just say, just count on yourself. I mean, that's true, though, too, because, again, like, you know, there statistically there is likely somebody better for you in a much closer proximity than you probably even want to admit. But people don't want to think that way because, like, it's not romantic. No, but why do we but also why do we feel we need to partner up? No, exactly. People are like some people are a little bit afraid of just being single for any amount of time. And but that's really when you kind of do figure certain things out about yourself I so I came into this world partnered mm. I'm an identical twin <gasps> so oh, if anybody doesn't know that that's really that, cool I didn't know that for a while so mm. I have this predisposed need to be with someone Aww. and I battle that every day you yeah, know my okay. sister and I live very independent lives and you know she's in New York City I'm between Toronto and now in LA quite a bit yeah so we lead very independent separate lives mm. uh but I came into this world with somebody that see that makes sense I could see how there would always be something right. there yes so I do feel that I have a different experience and a different uh, um, block that I came into this world with. Mm -hmm. And I mean that as a physical block, the block of me, the one that John Locke, the philosopher, says we carve with our experiences in life. You know, like my block includes that detail that's ingrained in my making that I came into the world with a partner. Yes. So every once in a while when I get mad at myself for... Mm -hmm catching those feelings or feeling intensely it's like yo I'm I'm just used to having someone there oh completely and I think you know just being honest with yourself I think most people like really need company more than they want to admit to themselves and you like you have an actual chemical DNA attachment to somebody else I wouldn't wish it on my my worst enemy being a twin is a hard hard thing the demands that you have for another person in your life to know you and care about you as much as your identical twin does do you have that twin energy? 100%, Can you feel things? Hundred percent, really. And it's it's very, it's a very slight subliminal little feeling, but mm. we still trigger each other. You okay. know, bad moods. If I hear from her, that bad mood is reciprocated. We both have very similar really? outlooks on love and the expectations of relationships. So, oh. like, you know, in that sense, like I, I know we both would give partners hell, really, to oh, try I love and meet that. the demands of being with a twin. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've seen twins date other twins, but yeah. that seems a little creepy. I know. Everyone always says we should have done it. And, <laughs> and I, I would never have done that. I would never have done that. But but that's part of my battle with yes. with partnering and being in a relationship is like part of me does always have that voice. You need someone there because yeah. you came in with someone here. Yeah. But Very I unique mean, to but, twins. Very much. But I mean, fuck for your lifestyle, though. I mean, you travel even more than I do. So I'm even just the the practicality of it sometimes. I feel like guys get away with that a lot too. be like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm working on my career. I'm traveling. It's just so hard to like be in a relationship. But like, you know, we have kind of lives, especially you with how much you travel. Like, where do you really find the time? You're in like a different country half the time. I mean, shit, dude, relationships require a lot. That is a full time job. Honestly, though. Like, that's a full-time job to keep somebody else happy. Yeah. You really forget about yourself in that time. Yeah. I mean, I think personal development stunts when you mentally commit to being in a partnership. Oh, yeah. They say that you're supposed to be, like, compromising immediately. And I mean, I have a, a civilian friend, meaning not in porn, a civilian friend who's always, uh, like, because she always she's married, so she's always trying to get me to date more. And she's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, that person's okay. Just compromise. I'm like, why am I compromising for a stranger? Yeah. That makes no sense. Why would I compromise things that I'm already doing in my life to try to get somebody to fit into it? Why is that good? When you see people that get into these really long relationships really young in life, Mm. when those relationships end, they're often the most immature, out of control, uh, ill-equipped, especially emotionally and the emotional etiquette I'm talking about. They're Mm. ill-equipped in that realm because when you think about it, they stopped doing that work at that time. Yeah. Because when we're alone, we're working on how to better ourselves. We are naturally looking for... uh, personal, interpersonal human connections. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly, you know, critically thinking how to improve, you know, our personality is developing and getting more angles. We're spending time with ourselves. Our careers matter more. That's right. When these young people get into relationships that span, you know, the first 10 years of their sexually active life, when they end those relationships, they're still that 19 or 18 year old that got married really young. So they have all this emotional education to pick up on. Yeah. That's why I'm not an advocate so much for marriage, especially young Teen marriages, marriage? young marriages, young, long term committed relationships. When people say this is the one person I want to be with forever. No, you do harm to yourself and your potential as a human. That's yeah. going to relate to the world in a more rich and detailed, you know, uh, self-knowing place. You have no idea what you really like or what you really want, like as a teenager. And I know I'm not trying to offend any teenagers, but frankly, y'all shouldn't even be listening. to this Yeah, don't right listen now. to this shit. Go Unless to bed. You're over 18. Yeah, but I mean, in all honesty, if you're under 18, like, absolutely. What have you actually experienced? You have to get out there. And then it's true. Like, no matter what, like, if they get divorced at like 30, 40, they're going to have like a quarter midlife crisis and just run around and play those games. And but there's nothing even wrong with that. You're supposed to be experimenting and seeing what you love and what you want and focus on yourself. And so this is this is what I think I want to cap this with. Yes. So for everyone listening, Mm. um, let's give our advice to people that are potentially cheating, people that are maybe, do you have advice for a cheater out there? You can, you can, you can slap them on the wrist. Oh yeah. But a lot of people are doing it and they're living in a very secret life to do it. So what's our advice for them? Look, as somebody who considers themselves very sexually free, I do adult entertainment. I'm balls deep in adult entertainment. So, I mean, I, 
I think sexuality is the, one of the most important things on the planet. I think it connects us all and it makes us more distant from each other, but it makes the world go around. Like a lot of people argue that sexuality is the driving force for absolutely everything. They even say that's why men want to be successful. So they get pretty cars and nice houses and beautiful women and more mm -hmm. potential and more options. They get more sex. A little bit. So, I mean, in all honesty, like you, what you want is not bad. Whatever you are into is not wrong. What, like whatever turns you on, nothing right. about that is wrong inherently. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I think is wrong about like the sexual promiscuity is the lying to somebody mm -hmm. and wasting their time or, you know, just in any way hurting somebody else for your own happiness. Because I don't believe that you need to hurt anybody right. to be happy and to explore yourself and to, like, fucking have all the fun the world and, you want. And I, and I think that it's shit that needs to be considered when you're saying, am I happy or not? Yes. So, like, if you're out there and you are cheating and yeah. you're in a, a secret affair or something right now, you got to take that moment and ask yourself, what kind of relationships am I meant to be in? Exactly. And then maybe consider the other person looped into it because they might need another kind of relationship too. Yeah, you never fucking know until you ask and there's so many different kinds of relationships That's right. out there. And so ho holding yourself back from the potential of living a life with the kinds of relationships and the kinds of encounters that you're better suited for yeah. is not going to do you any favors here. So if you're in a relationship and you're straying away on the side, it's like reevaluate what you might require and it might be time to move on. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's my advice. Take care of your that's... sexual health, but take care of each other. Yeah. Is that Jerry Springer who said that? Take care of yourself and each other? I don't know. Spay and neuter pets. That's the, that's, yeah, Bob Barker. Okay, great. As Stay long hydrated. As, as long as we hit all the old dudes, I'm happy. We love that. Yeah, everybody. Thanks uh, for joining us thanks today. Thanks for tuning in for a mouthful. See you next time. Mouthful Mondays. Mm.